Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today, we got with us Todd Owen with Eggs Up Grill. Welcome, Todd. Hello. How are you today? I am doing great. Uh, before we get too far into things, tell us about Eggs Up Grill. How are you serving folks? Uh, well, we are serving them quite well, despite uh, COVID being a little harder on this this year. Uh, we've done some things to combat that, but uh we love to serve our communities, which is a big part of our brand DNA. So um, that really kind of gets to the core of some of the differentiation about our brand. Well, tell us about Eggs Up Grill. What's the concept? So we would be um, what you'd call in the um, better breakfast category, I think it's been referred to. Operating hours are from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. So no dinner, business, no drive through Um no hugely extensive menu by day part. We're, we're all about breakfast food that gets served, um, uh, you know, throughout the uh, 6 to 2 p.m. hours. Uh, we have a, uh, a customer demographic that is kind of a fit between uh, not really in the, uh, the, the, the millennial higher disposable income and, and not really look the person looking for the, the cheapest plate of pancakes they can find out there. I kind of would call it in the gray collar area. So, really attractive to um, anybody from a student to, to uh, um, people that live at, at home and families and, and really oriented around neighborhoods, fair amount of the blue collar uh, uh, business out there. And in, in addition to professionals that want to take breakfast meetings. Oh, so there's an opportunity to like, you know, you have Wi-Fi to have to work out of there, like to have coffee and breakfast and maybe have a meeting there. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of our business are the breakfast meetings, the, uh, the slower starting morning during the week. And of course, you know, 40 to 44% of our business is actually on the weekends, uh, given how much uh, people like to go out to breakfast with friends and family. So you have the big brunch, uh, weekend brunches. Huge. Yeah. That's when, uh, all hands on deck, man. It's crazy. So now let's talk a little bit about the growth. You mentioned the pandemic earlier. Um, the pandemic in some ways in franchising is a um, kind of there's an opportunity there because a lot of people who had jobs don't have jobs and are looking to control their own destiny. So they're exploring franchising. Are you finding that to be the case? We have, in our tracking, we've definitely seen an uptick uh, in that type of franchise prospect that maybe feeling uncertain about the future or has maybe had something forced on them that uh, uh, has made them look to taking control of a business and, and for themselves that uh, they feel passionate about. Um, sure, everything in life, even working for somebody else, comes with a risk. So people, uh, you know, look to look to seek opportunities that, that may provide them the solutions for what their uh, life and their family goals are. Now, um, is the ideal franchisee somebody that is that person or do you kind of have people that have maybe complimentary, they're already in the franchising business and they're adding this to their portfolio? Like uh, what does a franchisee look like for you guys? 
for a 22-year-old brand, um, a lot of the original franchising that the founders did, and, and they, they're gone and we're now owned by a, um, a uh, family-owned private equity uh, company that uh, has really got a long-term play for what they want to build in the brand. But it's really revolved around the original single unit franchisees that that really just wanted that lifestyle kind of job and to to serve their communities. The the thing that's happened over the years is many of those franchisees have said, you know, I've been so happy with this investment and such that I'd like to build two and three. So some of the, several of those people that came with no restaurant or perhaps even a real business background have become multi-unit operators. So we, and, and then, you know, over time, as, as we are an emerging brand with currently 44 operating locations and uh, another 38 committed in the development pipeline, um, that we're attracting some um, people that have already been in the franchise business or actually operating restaurants that have looked to our model or as a, a segment of business that they saw some white space and opportunity in their markets for. So it really covers um, all three of those um, uh, categories of, of the type of franchisee. And, and again, our operation is, is such that the transition isn't, uh, isn't as difficult. Now, when they are, like you mentioned, they don't necessarily have to have restaurant experience, but do you expect that franchisee who doesn't to be kind of, in the restaurant working it like it's a hands-on, it's not an uh, absentee opportunity. Yeah. Sorry. Are you there? Yeah. I was just wondering, is the, is the person who doesn't have restaurant experience, do you expect them to be in the restaurant or can they run it as an absentee owner? Um, both. Um, I mean, the model is set up so that frankly, a franchisee could be part of the labor model as the, manager slash owner, um, but also that a salaried manager uh, that could be hired uh, and can make it into a scalable business where you could, again, uh, either either be a um, more more uh, detached or, 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 you know, not in the restaurant every day running things. Um, it, 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 it frankly works well for both and it's pretty evenly split down our system as to those that do both of that. Now, part of the, the kind of the culture is an immersion in the community and really being an active member of the community. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, frankly, it's something that, that, that we have to continually reinforce in the, the way the company was founded um, and, and really, really establish itself in its, in its DNA that that it was you know breakfast is a place that that is generally you know more casual uh, than than most meals it's it's a uh, it's it's good times with friends and family especially when we're doing all that business on the weekend and you know when I when I talk about um, you know being part of the community it's not the simple things of just supporting your local charities and schools and churches and, and while that indeed is a part of it. It's also just the type of people that work in our restaurant and, and the little things we do from a service and operational standpoint that that um, gain a loyalty of a customer 
um, that that wants to come back just because of the guest experience. So what's an example of something that you do or train your franchisees to do in order to kind of create that staff that really cares? You know, I was at one of our competitors for breakfast, not, not won't name them. Um, and, uh, I, I found that, uh, one, they, they brought me a carafe of coffee. They were very quick and, and, and precise with things, but the, the, it's a full, you know, it is a, it is a, a, a breakfast place. It's a full service restaurant. It was almost like they were going out of their way not to have the server engage the customer in any kind of, um, called the, 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 the friendly get to know you kind of business that, that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people like to, you know, not just go to a restaurant one time, but if they like it, you know, they're going to go back time and again. And it, it really just kind of, that's a little example. If that's kind of your question of, of what, what we, what we do along those lines. I mean, there are the, um, technology oriented things about social media and, 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 uh, and, and, and all that, but, but really it's, it's about taking care of our guests and just execute, executing a, you know, really good food that's at priced very competitively. Well, that's the challenge I think in, in franchising is to create the systems and the tactics that work and are replicatable, but also create that human to human uh, relationship building that is so critical to get repeat customers. Yeah, I, I've been um, in franchise development in, in one way or another and almost all of it in restaurant for the last um, 25 years. And I, I, I look at, there's a lot of, a lot of businesses out there that are successful and their competitors uh, even despite that. But, you know, it's, it's really about knowing who you are and taking care of um, your business model knowing your differentiating points and your strengths and this going, going out and executing them. And if you've got, um, if you've got a model that attracts consumers willing to spend money, um, you know, there's plenty or plenty of success to be had around. It's, it's, it also goes to the type of franchisee that, that we think. And I mean, I've, I've done franchise deals with frankly, a you know, 20, 50 unit franchise owners of other restaurant brands they're so different culturally, um, depending on the, the brand you're with, that, you know, they may not be the really right fit. So it's, it's part of our due diligence process to see that, you know, we, we find the right type of franchisee that we think we can continue to translate the legacy that's been built here. So now, uh, what do you need more of? How can we help? Um, it sounds like you're pretty doing pretty good with uh, attracting new franchisees. Well, um, sir, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, shy away from the obvious, um, the full service business, um, took, took a pretty big hit because of COVID and we know that's still going on, but we've gone from, uh, uh, a low of, of, you know, just 16 out of, out of, uh, 43 restaurants being open to, um, not, not a single closure, um, since of course the, 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 uh, mandated shutdown, uh, and we are now up to 44 restaurants. We are only about a negative 5% on uh, what we compare as year-over-year year sales. Um, so we compare restaurants being over a year. We have, of those, that base is 36 restaurants. 13 of those are actually 
what we call positive comp, as in they're doing more sales than they did a year ago in November of 2019. Uh, and uh, we're, we're coming, um, you know, to be, to be still just slightly negative, I think, is a real accomplishment. We, we will open a record nine restaurants this year, which is pretty, uh, pretty good on our relatively small uh, base. And uh, as we start the end of the year with 46 restaurants, we're planning to open uh, and forecasted for 12 to 15 next year. So that'll be another record year uh, for us. So things are things are headed in the right direction. So now uh, you mentioned the pandemic. Is that did anything come of that that is turned into kind of a silver lining or a positive in the terms of hey now we do curbside or now we figured out how to do delivery or something that maybe wasn't at the forefront but now is something you almost have to do that you'll be able to carry over even post pandemic. Yeah, I think if you weren't a full service restaurant that didn't pivot to delivery or carry out and in whatever manner, I don't know if you're going to make it long term. Um, And you might even be in a a poor position if you're a rather high end restaurant um, to be able to to do that. There's going to definitely be some some damage out of that. But um, we looked at one of the things was uh, we had to. I think crisis drives a lot of business to do things perhaps that they, they might in any normal year, uh, maybe it's human nature that they wouldn't necessarily do. And they really buckle down and figure out how to do things. And, and we looked at ways to reduce costs for our franchisees. We didn't collect any royalties or marketing fund fees for the entire three months of when, when, when in the uh, March into June uh, shutdown. Um, as, as we were all suffering, uh, together, I guess you'd put it. Um, and we've built back a plan that we call fill the gap where, where we knew there were going to be still customers out there that either because of lifestyle changes or perhaps concern of fear over dining out, um, you know, you, 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 you work as hard as you can to make them feel safe and comfortable, but there's going to be some that don't come back. And that's where we built a, a strategy to grow um, weekly sales through a myriad of, of tactics um, without considering um, any of the customers that might be a little shy about going out to restaurants. And it's working remarkably well, which partly explains why um, as a system, we're only down about 5% and, and 13 restaurants are actually running um, positive to prior year. And, you know, any, any new franchisee, my gosh, it, 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 it's going to take you typically a nine to 12 month cycle to even get open if, if we started talking to you today. So I like to think that we'll even have all that upside um, f- built into the system, plus the concern over COVID um, with, uh, with hopefully a vaccine coming soon. And, and that will be long gone and we'll be that much in a better position um, into uh, Q3 and Q4 next year. Well, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wanted to learn more about Eggs Up Grill, uh, what's the website? Eggsupgrillfranchise.com. And uh, my number, my number. if anybody wants to ever call me directly, I'm the VP of uh, development here, is 864-310-2403. And my name is Todd Owen. Good stuff, Todd. Congratulations again on all the success. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. All right.
Uh, This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 